a priest, his brother, and a married guy walk into a podcast to discover the deepest truths of our day. If you're a seeker of ancient wisdom, interdimensional museums, and the Baltimore Catechism, then this is not the show for you. You're listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. And it starts right now. Episode 17. That is 1-7 of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Justin here with Father Sean and Nolan Reynolds. What's up, Justin? What's up, Father Sharon? It's been a while since we did the Nolan Reynolds. Thing. It's been a while since you did the Nolan Reynolds. Thing. I was going to say, Moncada definitely did it. So I think I did it that day. And then we let uh, Sharon Moncada do his own journey thing. The last time we recorded the episode with Joe Moncada was not released. And this, it was released this week, and now we're recording like the two days after it was released. And I gotta say, I um, I think he was wonderful. I thought he did a good job too. And I, there's now this part, of this insecurity that I have that, well, maybe Joe Moncada is just gonna take my spot. So I gotta step my game up. I gotta be a little more uh, on the ball when it comes to recording the Untitled Catholic podcast. Yeah, you should make this a priority in your life. Well, it is a priority. I'm just saying. If it's so much of a priority, why do you miss so much? Because I, I can't do it when I'm not by my blue microphone because then it would be impossible to i think that you need to just try harder well nolan it was is back on we could all try a little harder (laughs) (laughs) nolan is your son doing okay does does he need more milk or do you need more milk no he's asking me to search for something in particular for on youtube for him (laughs) how old is your son that bears my name uh, he's four. He's going to be five in December. So His birthday is right after Jesus' birthday. It's close to ah. my birthday. What What Wait. does what oh, do yeah, four-year-olds look up on YouTube? Um, right now, he's got me looking up The Bear Hunt, which oh. is a song that he learned in preschool. The Old Bear Hunt, huh? You ever hear that song? I say you play it right now before you show your son that bears my name. You want me to play The Bear Hunt video? Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, only a few seconds of it. We don't want to completely lose everybody. Afraid? I'm not afraid. We're going on a bear. I <laughs> <laughs> take pictures with my camera. Take pictures with my camera. Open up the door. Squeak. And that, that's the bear hunt for you. Oh, man. That, what is that? Like the kangaroo song in Big Daddy? <laughs> kangaroo song. It's, kangaroo song. It, it's a kangaroo it's a, song. It has the same effect on me, for sure. So, now, what, did your son that bears my name enjoy Halloween? He did. Yeah, they had a great time. He was all about running to the every door and, and getting a lot of candy. And uh, so was the little one, even. But... But I was a little disappointed, I have to say, in, in both of them. Why? Well, m- most houses were kind enough to give them an option and let them pick which candy they wanted from the bowl. So when they got to the door, you know, they hand this big bowl of candy out and they say, say pick one or pick two, depending on the person. And there was a, a number of times where people had some really good stuff. Like, I'm talking the big cup Reese's with the pieces in them. Well, that's new. Oh, I haven't like even had the, that yet. 
Oh, people had like fun size versions of it, and then like another per- person had uh, cookies and cream Hershey's, which I think are phenomenal. Those are the best. That's the but, best but Hershey's my, that there is. Tell me amongst it. <laughs> so my guys are picking. <laughs> my guys are picking Smarties. They're picking Whoppers. I'm like, what are you doing, guys? I mean, it's just it's like, as a father, like it just it was embarrassing. Do they not now, do know you, any better? They don't know any were better, just, apparently. But. Were they overwhelmed by the choice at hand? Like, why? Who? Nobody I actually likes Smarties. Smarties are the houses that, like, Smarties are in the bags to just fill them up. So that that's the last thing that's left. So that as you're yeah, digging through the bag, you have to be disappointed that you only have Smarties. It's like talcum powder with, like, some sugar in it. Yeah, it's disgusting. Smarties. It's, it's disgusting. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Now, do they, do they look at it as... They have multiple candies within a package, both Whoppers and Smarties, so they go for that, for the quantity over quality? No, like just like a little p- package of Smarties or a little package of Whoppers. Like those are literally the last three, like the last two candies at the bottom of the, the bowl after Halloween. And that's usually what, the, that they don't make it. They, those are, they, they get thrown out with some of the leftover. That's what I mean. No, those are like, you're like, at the end, you're like, I don't even want to eat these. Just, I don't need these. So it sounds like you have a lot of work to do, Nolan. I do, I do. Thank God there are only four and two, and there's years to work on them. But when, was, once, so, you, if if it Justin took me everything six. not to grab that Reese's big cup and just be like, he wants this one. He wants this one. This is the one he wants. <laughs> he loves these. <laughs> but I did. Anyone hand out pen- pennies and dimes and stuff like that? Oh no, no. No, none of those people. No, no people with toothbrushes or toothpaste or anything like that. Those days no are apples. Um, no apples. I guess the strangest thing was um, was a fruit roll up. Somebody was handing out fruit roll ups. Opened or closed? Yeah, unpackaged. They were just like, "Open your mouth, kids." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of potato chips and pretzels this year, though. Which really, is kind of a cop out. Pretzels. Yeah. Yeah. Like in in a prepackaged Ziploc bag? Yes. No, 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 oh, no. Yeah. Like in an actual like bag, like a Halloween like wise chips bag or something. Oh, I thought someone was taking their time to separate. They were making a bit of a trend. No, that means their grubby put... hands were all over it. I, I know, you know don't know kid, people those. these days. You just don't know. I went through the last time I went trick or treating when I was like in 8th grade or 7th grade. It might have even been in 5th grade our first year in our new house. But I don't remember. Which it was is twenty old, years ago. Yeah, I know it's a long time ago. There's a, there was an old guy who had a bag of chuckles, <laughs> and he just stuck his hand and put the chuckles into your bag. Of, oh no! And I was like, oh, he had like brown smoker's hands and everything. Oh gosh! And his house was oh, yeah, he, dirty. They had like cat hair everywhere. He was the neighborhood chuckler. <laughs> Wait, this this story is getting worse by the minute. You were in his house? No, you just could see in that. I don't know. Maybe that's just been added to my imagination. But we, what did you say? We called him the chuckler. Yeah, we called him the neighborhood chuckler. <laughs> yeah, he went to jail. Wow. <laughs> no, he didn't go to jail. I don't even. I don't know. I just remember probably. he had chuckles. He was just probably an, a nice old man who who really liked chuckles himself and thought all the neighborhood kids were gonna love these chuckles. That's gonna be. We, we had one, one guy that, that gave one Hershey kiss to everybody, and we thought we thought that was bad. But the chuckles is is way worse. 
one Hershey be... kiss. That's that's really rotten. Yeah, yeah no, we were like, we ne- we always resented that guy. <laughs> How was um Father Kylo Ren? I it was a big hit. Although a lot of the kids kept thinking I was Darth Vader, which made me very upset. So uh, maybe it's almost like somebody told them to do that because they knew it would bother you as a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Did you did you have to use your lightsaber for protection? I almost did, yeah. <laughs> One kid comes up and grabs the red part of the lightsaber and goes, Ah, this isn't real. <laughs> and I wanted to say if it was, kid, your hand would have been sliced off. How old was he? I don't know. I know probably second or third grade. That's really funny. And then there was another kid that was in second or third grade that was like, you're not the real Kylo Ren. And I wanted to say it's Halloween, kid. What are you dressing up as? You're not going to be the real Ninja Turtles or whatever you're going to be. Yeah. And then, the, then, the, then this other girl who was standing there when he said that started yelling phony. And she started running around the, the cafeteria yelling phony. Uh, to you? Yeah, like phony. He's a phony. He's a phony. Get away. With these kids. I don't know. You're a big fat phony. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, e- easy holding Caulfield. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. What, what, no, what? I didn't say that. I knew the kid wouldn't get she, it. I, oh man, that would have been fun. I like using references that people won't get. <laughs> I, I said enough things that they didn't get. Yeah. They were like, "You're Darth Vader," and I'm like, "No, I'm his grandson." And they're like, "No, you're Darth Vader," and I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna fight with you, kid. Get out of my way." <laughs> yeah, get out of my way. <laughs> Or else I'll use the force. <laughs> what was uh, Tilo dressed as? Snow White. Oh, that's fun. So that, that was probably a big hit. Yeah, she only came out to see the 8th graders and the 7th graders, though, which is fair enough. Back in the day, I was yeah, a conehead, but I think I said that last episode. Yeah, you're nothing but a big thumb. Nothing but a big thumb. I was a little upset. I, I went out of my way and bought candy, expecting trick-or-treaters. Not a single one. Really? Mind you, I wasn't home the whole time, but while I was home, was I thought I was home in prime time, trick-or-treating time. Did you leave what anything you out home? when you weren't home? No. <laughs> Maybe they already started calling people, this house. Has I a did bu- that one year, and they, they, get, they took the whole ball. So yeah, that happens like, all the time. I was like, I don't, stupid. I don't get Halloween. I never did. It was never know. one of my favorite holidays, I don't think, either. It's creepy, and it has nothing to do with ghosts and stuff. <laughs> That's what I'll say about it. Have you watched well, any of Stranger Things, either of you guys? Not first yet. two episodes. I watched you the like first them? three. It was it's oh, so right. far, I'd describe it as both fresh and familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that. That sounds like as you're drinking a Hal's seltzer. That's which exploded like in my face seltzer. as the as the seltzer's dripping from my face. You've managed to have a different beverage every episode for like the past like four or five episodes. I try to keep it fresh. You know what I mean? And familiar. And fresh and familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that's our new. That's our new hashtag. <laughs> yeah, that, that's. I mean, that's something to aspire to. Like what listeners will say, you know that new episode of the Untitled Catholic Podcast. It was both fresh and familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to ask you since listening to the Joe Makata episode, how are the new kombucha flavors? Um, 
So the uh, gingerberry, that was pretty good. And then there was another one that was like another kind of like fruit, super fruits one. That one was pretty good too. I mean, for kombucha. Kombucha standards. Yeah, on kombucha standards, I'd say those two were pretty good. I could crack open uh, the ginger beer one and give a live, a live reading of it if you want me to do that. I think it's, we should. It's still not fit for human consumption, but by kombucha standards, it's it's okay. <laughs> Your fermented mushrooms. It's, oh wow! Yeah, it nice does. It, it's fermented mushroom tea. You Hold have on. to shake turn off it, the sediment. Turn it to the other side so everyone could see it. Can everyone see that? Yeah, I think I everyone. Can see it. Hopefully, everyone and all of our listeners. If, can if see Justin it. and I can see it, clearly everyone. Else well, can if you yeah, if you download the episode, you could always pause it and start it again. It's true. That's true. <laughs> all right, you have to shake it because the sediment <laughs> falls to the bottom. But then, when you open it, it explodes. So it's, What's it's, with it's exploding drinks, seltzers, kombuchas. Well, the, the, the seltzer didn't explode; it just popped. There's no way that this process should take this long to drink the kombucha. Uh, maybe yeah. I'm doing it wrong because I'm a, a newbie. You should YouTube. Maybe uh, after we finish the bear hunt video, we could YouTube how to drink kombucha. It's not kombucha; it's kombucha. <laughs> All right, easy. I was calling easy, it Tyson DeGrasse. You were calling it kabuki, right? Yeah, kabuki. Kabuki. That's, is, that's a Japanese type of theater. It is. It's. To completely unrelated to uh, your new favorite beverage. I, I don't like it. I just feel like I get healthy when I eat it. I drink it. All right. Well, here, here we it go. is. <laughs> Ginger Aid. This is yeah. what this is called. This Ginger one's for Aid. John McQuaid. Faithful listener who recommended Ginger Aid. Well, Everyone, as everyone could see, Father Sean is opening the cap. Here goes nothing. It, it just, it tastes like eating ginger. Well, that's good. <laughs> if you Let's like go ginger. for another sip. <sighs> that, that, that looked like that sip that was like... Like he convinced himself that second sip was gonna actually taste better. <laughs> what if this? What has this come to? We have a live tasting of kombucha <laughs> with Father Sean. It's both Except organic. It won't be live by the time anyone else listens to it. <laughs> <laughs> we just lost all six listeners now. Uh, I wouldn't call this fresh and familiar. I would call it is it is, is organic it and raw. <laughs> oh gosh. It seems like you could, you know how you hit the bottom of a Snapple can to get all the all the juices going? Yeah, there's all sorts of mm. stuff floating at the bottom. I'm just going to pretend like I don't notice that. Well, I'm saying maybe you, you hit the bottom and it's like a Snapple. <coughs> all right, I, I think, think I got to take a break. I think I got so. a piece of... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We definitely won't get a sponsorship from any from anyone who makes kombucha. Father <laughs> 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 oh, Shaw just threw up everywhere and it smells like ginger. Oh, I think we should take a break so you can clean that up. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. For the record, Father Sean did not throw up, merely burped, but it was still hysterical nonetheless. <laughs> and another for the record, uh, Tilo has never seen The Force Awakens and did not know who Kylo Ren is and does not know who and Kylo still, Ren is. And you, you didn't fire her yet? Nah. A third we're work, for we're working on it. Once you get someone hired, it's g- hard to get rid of them. Did you give her an ultimatum at least to watch? The I don't movie? really, honestly. To, if we're gonna not joke around, that we're gonna be serious for a second. I feel like Star Wars is not on the top list of movies that you have to see. Whoa! Really? Yeah. That's because uh... it's a it's a genre type of movie. It's not like something that it's universally beloved. That's like Star a Star Wars. That's universally beloved. No, I the disagree. first. Uh, I'm sorry, I meant the Force Awakens. Oh, I didn't okay. mean. Oh, okay. I didn't mean. I, I don't think you need to see. Like, if you see Star Wars, that one you should see. But I don't think you need to see every one that's ever been made. Oh, no, I no, that's fair. Agree with that. Did um, d- uh, yeah. I thought I thought this podcast was gonna have to go in a whole different direction, but yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. I well, get I get what you're saying. Did she see the original? I don't think she's seen any of them. Oh, well, then that's a problem. We'll call out um, Dan Hasselhoff. But I digress. To help help with that. Does he listen? Yeah, I think he listens. Okay. Also, Matt Scott, who used to listen. I don't know if he listens anymore. He's getting married on Saturday. Hey, I met him. To the Scots. Yeah, you've met him. Um, And another for the record, we're currently recording on All Saints Day. Which is a holy day of yeah, obligation, right? It is. It's a solemnity. Um, I asked Father Sean this question. We said not to ask it because we talk about movies too much. But since we were just talking about movies, very quickly, Nolan, if you can make one movie about a saint, what saint do you think would be, have the coolest movie? Mm. Ignoring the fact that there are a bunch of uh, good to awful saint movies out there well what's already what's a good to awful saint movie well i'm just saying like if you go to any catholic bookstore like there's more saint movies than you ever imagined were made (laughs) by somebody there's more saint movies than should have been made all right let's if christopher nolan ignoring that if christopher nolan real deal hollywood like full like decent budget good director was going to direct the life of a saint yeah I think, um, I mean, all right, can I give, can I give you two? Give me two. All right, I'll give you two because, and the reason I want to give you two is because I think, like, a saint whose story is just really, really cool and has a lot of cool elements to it would be, uh, Padre Pio. Yeah. And, I mean, just, like, to see, like, by location depicted on screen and, um, some of his like encounters with like demons and angels and and the, the that kind of mysticism would be really cool to see play out on screen. But like, if you're looking for something that's gonna make like a really cool like blockbuster action movie, um, I mean, there's always Saint George, and I realize that his his like story is kind of legendary, and there's you know the, it's not that he actually fought a dragon, but you could take it the direction that direction for the uh, for the movie's sake, and that could make a pretty B.A. movie, if you catch my drift. What's the background? I don't know much about St. George. 
he like he like fought a dragon according to legend i mean the the idea is that there was a lot of evil where he was and um you know he he converted hearts and souls and you know the devil had a uh the devil had had possessed and oppressed um the people and it was his it was his spreading the gospel that that changed it that changed lives but you know it's always it's told that he he you know just he slayed a dragon that's cool yeah, I, I, I mean, any, anytime you can have a dude slaying a dragon on film, that's I'm I'm interested. You've you've piqued my interest, you know. Orlando Bloom plays Saint George. I mean, maybe if it was ten years ago that this movie was being made, but yeah, I don't know if I'd want to watch that movie <laughs> with Orlando. I, Bloom. I don't know what Orlando Bloom has been up to. Father Sean, if you had to, quick answer. If I had to make a watch a movie about any saint's life, yes. Oh man, this so I feel many. Like you just changed the question, but. That's okay. Blessed Miguel Pro would be an interesting movie. Oh, that would be a good one. Mine was St. Maximilian Colby. Yeah. It's actually surprising that his movie hasn't been made. They have a movie coming out about him. That's a, is being, it's a Polish movie. Really? Yeah. Is it like a legit movie? or? It looks pretty legit, yeah. It's going to be like 20 minutes. No, it's a legitimate... Like It starts like when he was younger that's awesome all right so since it is all saints day i decided that i'm gonna quiz you both i have googled a brian angle whatever that is brain angle common saints of the catholic church quiz and i will ask okay and then i will submit the answers and we'll see what we are right and what we are wrong ready Let's do it. Fire it up. <laughs> Thanks for responding. <laughs> Which evangelizer of Ireland originally entered the country as a slave? That's so easy. Go, Nolan. You go first. St. Patrick. St. Patrick. I'm going to submit that answer here in another nine questions. Which saint of the Americas was so tortured by her beauty, she once rubbed her face with hot peppers until it blistered? Do you want me to start Rosalina. giving the options? Are there options? Let's see if we can get them first. Yeah. yeah Say that again, options. Nolan. It's Rose of Lima, right? She's one of the options, so I will select her. Are you going to play at what all, Father Sean? I'm curious. Well, he's, he's jumping in before. I, I wouldn't have gotten that one, but I would have gotten the first one. I feel like we should s- take your guess first, and if it's not one of the four options, then I'll give you the options. But okay, I like Saint that. Saint Rosalima, Saint Margaret, Saint Teresa of Avila, and Saint Mary. Yeah, so it has to be Saint Rose of Lima because it said of the Americas. All right, so don't get, don't get so worked up over it. <laughs> <laughs> Which patron saint of lawyers lost his head because he would not go against his conscience and vowed to serve God before King always? Saint Thomas More. One of the options. Um, Another person who would make, make a good movie. They already made a Not movie about did. him. It's a, one of the best movies, one of my favorite movies of all time, Yeah, actually. Yeah, so we don't need to make another one. What movie? No. A Man for All Seasons. A Man for All Seasons. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, which saint revealed a spring with healing powers at the... St. Bernadette. Hest? All right. Ooh. All right, now you get the next two. Think... Nolan. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I I think we're just going whoever says it first, right? 
Are we doing that? Are we competing with each other or we're working as a team? No, we're all as one happy, untitled team. Okay. So now I'm going to be annoying and try to answer before everybody else. Yes. Okay. Which saint is also a doctor of the church and when exhumed 336 years after his death was found with an uncorrupt tongue? An uncorrupt tongue? Yes. St. Anthony of Padua? One of the options. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Sean on that one. I don't know. Which saint claimed to hear the voices of Saint Michael, Saint Catherine, and Saint Margaret from an early age? Saint what are the saints that they they heard they, voices they of? They heard the voices of Saint Michael, Saint Catherine, and Saint Margaret from an early age. Is is Padre Pio one of the choices? No. Hint it is all female. Saint Therese of Lisieux? Hmm. St. Therese of Lisieux is one of the options. So far, I have not had to give the options. Which saint was the first priest to experience the stigmata? uh, Francis of Assisi? No, he wasn't a priest. Is that Padre Pio? Um, Yes, one of the options. Padre Pio. That's what I'm going to go with. Who is known as the penitent and ended her days as a contemplative 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 in southern France what was the first part of the question who was known as the penitent and ended her days as a what father Sean said in a cave in southern France Mm. St. Catherine of Siena, is she a choice? I don't think that's right, though. She is not a choice. No. All right, give us the, can you give us the choices? Yes. St. Lucy, St. Mary Magdalene, St. Margaret, St. Teresa of Avila. Saint, I think it's St. Three choices? St. Mary Magdalene, I think. St. Mary Magdalene? Nolan, any objections? No, because I'm, I'm stumped. I feel like the legend has it that she she died in France. What does the word penitent mean? Someone who's sorry for their sins and re- like re- repents for their sins. Someone I don't know. Saint, I feel repenting. like that's not right. But it's it's one we'll of those see. things. It's like it's it seems so out there that it must be right. It's so crazy, it just might work. It's not St. Teresa of Avila, because be she true. was in France, um, Spain. She was in Spain. And St. Margaret is Margaret was Scotland. in Scotland. Yeah, and she was a queen. And then the other choice was, what was the other choice? St. Lucy? St. Lucy. St. Lucy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, we'll I don't know much about St. Lucy. I know she's the patron we'll saint for eyes. That's all I know. Okay, question nine. Which saint said, I am a nobody, I am a small rope, a tiny ladder, the tail end, a leaf, when the Blessed Mother asked him to have a church built? Uh, St. Juan Diego. Um, St. Juan Diego, one of the... That was what I said, too. Really? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I couldn't think of his name. I was going to say Jose Sanchez, but even though I knew that was wrong. But I knew it was a Mexican saint. <laughs> Jose Sanchez del Rio? Yeah. See. Viva Cristo. All right. Ray. That's Last... Miguel Pro. Well, I guess they all Isn't said it both that. both of them? I guess they all said yeah. that. Yeah. That was the cry. 
The kombucha is starting to taste like peroxide, just in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> so so right, it's getting worse. On it. Question number 10, final question. Who was beaten and beheaded for refusing to seize marrying Christian couples and practicing Christianity? St. Valentine. St. Valentine is one of the names submitting the answers. Which evangelizer of Ireland originally entered the country as a slave? Correct, St. Patrick. Which saint of the Americas was so tortured by her beauty she once rubbed her face with hot peppers until it blistered? St. Rose of Lima. Um, And then it was all shown from that. (laughs) Which patron saint of lawyers... Lost his head because he would not go against his conscience and vow to serve God before King always, St. Thomas More. Which saint revealed the spring with healing powers at the behest of the Virgin Mary, St. Bernadette? Which saint is also a doctor of the church and when exhumed 336 years after his death was found with an uncorrupt tongue, St. Anthony of Padua? Ooh! Which yeah. saint claimed to hear the voices of St. Michael, St. Catherine, and St. Margaret from an early age? We said St. Teresa of Lisieux. The correct answer is St. Joan of Arc. Ah. What? I wouldn't have even guessed that if you gave that as one of the choices. Yeah. Little. It says a little um, background. St. Joan of Arc was captured and sold to the British after a series of spectacular military victories. Imprisoned for two years, the British burned her for being a sorceress and heretic. She received exoneration 30 years later. Her feast day is May 30th. Interesting. All right, question seven. Which saint was the first priest to experience the stigmata? St. Pio. Who was known as the penitent and ended her days as a... Contemplative. Contemplative in a cave in southern France? Answer, correct. St. Mary Magdalene. And then a little backstory here. Unlike what is widely believed, Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute, although she was a great sinner and tortured by possession. Her repentance was so complete and so fervent that when Jesus rose from the dead, he appeared first to her and then to his disciples. Interesting. Which saint said, I am nobody in a small rope, a tiny ladder, the tail end, a leaf? St. Juan Diego. And then last question who was beaten and beheaded for refusing to seize marrying Christian couples and practicing Christianity, St. Valentine. Nine out of ten yeah, buddy. is not bad. No. That's great, actually. And, better than I thought we were and, doing. And of all of the ones what we uh, that we did, we didn't even have the answers except for St. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, I think that's the most impressive. St. Joan of Arc. That, that, I, if I would have heard the other answers, I probably wouldn't have picked St. Therese because I didn't think that was right. I don't know if I would have picked St. Joan of Arc, but I don't think I would have picked St. Therese. Yeah, I, I, I read her autobiography and I didn't remember that, but I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I feel like that would have been in the... I've read the beginning of her autobiography. I felt like that would have been in the beginning. Yeah, she jumps around a little bit, but... If you had to recommend a book... Uh, a, a saint book, so to speak. What would you do? You have one on top of your head that you would recommend, or that you are currently reading, written by a saint, or about involving a saint. saint. What does it mean? What do you mean by involving a saint? Involving a saint? Yeah, like a biography. Biography written by a saint. Either one. 
I'm reading right now the spiritual exercises by St. Ignatius, who started the Jesuits. Interesting. It's not really about him. What is it so about? So would you him? recommend it? No, I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Nolan, do you have anything been, that comes to the top of your head? I've been reading a biography of Padre Pio as well as a biography about um, Pier Giorgio Frassati for a few years now. It's kind of They're kind of books I go to every once in a while. I'm not like trying to just read it straight through, although I probably should, but just with time being few and far between, like I just, I, I kind of like read a chapter here, a chapter there, but I, I, I particularly love the Padre Pio book just because the stories are, you know, his stories are really cool. Just uh, some of the miracles that happened and some of the supernatural stuff that, that he had to deal with. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to read a book about him, but I, it's always hard to find one that's like, Good, you know you never know which one is yeah. good. You don't until now you, you crack know, it open and start yeah. reading it. Now you know. Well, on that note, let's take a quick break and then dive in more. This is the Untitled Catholic Podcast. Welcome back to the Untitled Catholic Podcast, All Saints Day edition. Since it is All Saints Day, I know that someone, I I had heard through the grapevine that there was someone on the tour that I'm on that was interested in what the saints are or why Catholics are so involved with the saints, so to speak. So, Father Sean, Mm -hmm. that is my question. Why is it that... Catholics are the only church with saints. Well, we're not the only church with saints. The Orthodox churches um, have saints. They're, you know, um, the Episcopal Church and the Lutheran uh, churches, they they have saints. Some of them have saints, too. What's the difference between how we... How we view the saints and how other Protestant denominations don't. You yes. say, okay, so ba- the basic gist of it would be that they believe to go right to God to pray to him. That Why should we go through an intermediary? But the way that, it, I, at least to me, that's best been described is that you, you go to, um, like if you wanted help with something, you ask me to pray for you, right? Yes. Okay. So I would. And there's evidence in the Old Testament of... of uh, well, that's praying for the dead. Never mind. Um, so there, you go to me and you ask me to pray for you, right? We believe that those people who have lived holy lives are in heaven. So we go to them and ask them to pray for us. We don't worship the saints. We don't. Um, we don't make it like uh, I. I don't. I can't go right to Jesus, so I'm going to go to a saint. It, it's like it's like extra help that you would ask anybody to do that and since they're close to god because they're with him in heaven we we ask them to pray for us so we venerate them for two reasons one because they're close to god so we ask them to pray for us and two because they lived a successful holy life so we looked at them almost like as our big brothers and sisters 
in the faith and they show us that living this way is possible. Yeah, and I think it's important that you said um, that you said brothers and sisters because um, they're family. And, um, you know, our friend Father Lachlan, I went to his Mass today for All, all Saints Day, and one of the things he preached about was that, you know, we, we honor and, and venerate the saints because we're one family. We are, we are all God's children, and they are, they are God's children, and, you know, they've made it. They've, they've gotten where we want to go, and, um, you know, so we can, we can draw from them just as we would an older brother or sister who, or relative or friend that we admire um, for what they've done and follow in their footsteps. We also follow in the footsteps of the, of the saints. Right. To kind of recap what you said, essentially we observe the saints as brothers and sisters, family, however you want to word it, but sort of these holy figures that they did it the right way at one point or another. What's that? They're like role models. They're role mo- models. Yeah, they're, they're, that's the word I was like. They're models. For. They're models for how to have a relationship with Jesus too. Like they, they responded to Jesus. They responded to him. And you know, the why? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you seek out in in your relationship with Jesus? Why wouldn't you seek out any help you can? And um, they had the proper disposition. You know, starting right right from the top with Mary, who is you know the the queen of all saints. You know she. She her yes to God was exactly what what our response should be to Him forever and always. And the saints are are no different. They're they're saints because they said yes to God with their lives. They're not perfect. They uh, they're not God themselves. We don't worship them. Um, we venerate them, which is a different word than worship. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, what, what's they, the difference between venerate and worship? Venerate is a respect. Venerate is is like looking up to. Um, holding them in high esteem, that their their lives are worthy of imitating. Worship yeah. is is. It, how would you describe worship? Because I have, I have in my worship, head the definition of the word. I will use the word in it. I, I mean, it just uh, worship is is recognizing total dependence and and um, on on that, that on on something or someone. Um, in our case, God. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and placing them literally at the center of our lives, and um, you know, worshiping just because he he is who he is. He's due praise, and you know, that's how I I look at worship. I would say worship too is like sim- completely submitting yourself. Yes. To. Yeah. 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 First, we don't completely just... submit ourselves to Saint Francis or Saint Patrick, um, but. Um, we absolutely do um, look to them for an example. So two more questions then. Um, why is it that saints are typically designated to be the patron saint of X, Y, and Z? So, I mean, it, it ranges from the patron saint of animals to the patron saint of good vision how did like why is saint blaze the patron saint of it always has something to do it always has to do with something that they've done in their lives mm-hmm. so let me right know like the story. saint cecilia being the patron saint of of music right or the the patron saint of musicians because she was a a musician herself right or saint maximilian colby is the patron saint for those addicted to drugs because he was killed 
by lethal injection. So there's always some correlation. Right. Yeah. And then why why is it that churches are assigned a lot of the time assigned a saint's name? Well, I think the original original idea was that the church wanted to have the the charism of that of that particular saint. They were kind of like they wanted to model their community's response to God after that saint's response to God in particular, you know, and so um, it was something about that saint that they greatly admired and in carving out their community's um, relationship with God, uh, they, they wanted to, to look up and, again, venerate that particular saint. You think that's right, Father Sean? Yeah, that seems right to me. <laughs> and a- every church has a relic of the saint that's named after, right? Not every church. That used to be the practice that you have to have a relic, but it wasn't always the, a relic of that specific saint. Gotcha. Hence the reliquy. What re- reliquy? Reliquary? Reliquy. How do you say that word? Reliquy. I think oh, you said it right. right the first time. Reliquary? Okay. I don't know. Now I, now I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Contemplative. There you go. I got go. that word down. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique New York. How, How now, brown cow? How now, How brown cow? <laughs> There's another one that he's the mice or something like that. <laughs> Do you, Nolan? Last question, maybe. Um, I always found that, like in, in youth ministry, that All Saints Day was always a really good time of year. Um, really, I kind of I, I tended to use like the last couple weeks of October, the first couple weeks of November to sort of base a lesson or a life night or whatever you would call it based on the saints. Um, do you tend to do that or? Yeah, I mean, probably not for like a couple of weeks, but I think I definitely I definitely don't disagree that it is a good time to do that. And um, there's a ton of resources out there. Like there's so many good like videos, be it from Life Teen or Ascension Press or things like that, that that you can tap into about the saints. And to me, I mean, when I when I speak to groups, I, I always find ways to, to share stories of the saints because I think sometimes, you know, um, sharing a story is, is better than, is more effective than just giving a teaching or just presenting a teaching or a doctrine. Um, sometimes just like sharing the lives of the saints and, and, and how that teaching is evident in their lives um, is more effective, especially with young people. They resonate with it. I feel like it makes it more real. One of the things that I like to do is point out that um, when you look at the saints, you, you, you show that they're regular people. Mm. And that's what there's that's a lot of this uh, stories of saints and. Uh, if they're built around the failures of the saint which also i mean that to to anyone kids or just people in the pews that like you just said people can relate to and then especially if it's even more dramatic than their lives they're like well if that guy could get out of that hole and become a saint why can't i you know i mean there's there's so many different um, there's there's quite literally a saint for everybody i mean there's there's nobody there's no saint that's exactly like the other and at the same time they all are you know, obviously united in their in their faith but like there are saints who from the moment like you know it seems like they were 
a child that they were you know holy and, and meant for holiness and destined for for great things and there's other saints who were absolutely miserable people before they you know were converted like absolutely the worst of the worst and i mean and everyone in between and then there was there's saints that were lay people there were saints that were uh, priests and religious obviously plenty of those there's saints that are, are well known uh, saints that only became known after they died so there is there really is somebody for everybody in the in the communion of saints and yeah then the the criteria to become a saint is you need three miracles right two miracles two two yeah dos that's easy yeah you you've already had like five or six yourself i've right? had five or six before so i've had a people tell me i've i've done miracles but i don't, i have a hard time believing that it's true what's an example well, we, of we, a miracle we, that you've done we did get a hundred people to listen to this podcast at one point but we've <laughs> lost all that <laughs> that's a that's a miracle we're, we're back to our sixth faithful listeners what what are miracles hi mrs listen? magaldi yeah <laughs> hey, thanks for listening bob and joe Makata. joe mom Kata. What's the miracle that people say you've done? So one of the miracles that someone told me, I, I blessed a medal that they were wearing, and they said that at, that cured a rash that they had on their neck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not serious, oh, are you? I'm 100% serious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> was was the rash visible to you at any point? Yes. Okay. Just had to clear that up. All that to say is you were a future saint, Father Sean. First saint to have the two miracles before he dies. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Other saints have done that. Don't the miracles have to be after they die? Like they have. Yes. Yeah. The miracles like that take be place canonized. before they die don't count. Right. Hey, Father Sean. Patron Saint Arashes, how are you? Also, I was once this one going? guy at Stony Brook told me that if I were if I became a saint, I'd be the patron saint of savagery. <laughs> <laughs> but this other another time another miracle Patron Saint of Sarcasm. Was an was an older lady that said every time she leans her head back very far, she falls backwards. So I anointed her and she said it didn't it never happened since then. So I don't know what <laughs> what that would be the patron saint of. Hold on, show us, show all the listeners how she would say it. Like this. <laughs> I like how we used that joke twice in this episode. <laughs> 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 two times too many. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I think that was a both a fresh and familiar conversation. That <laughs> <laughs> was. Nolan, do you have anything to to conclude with? I do. I have a, a really important question um, to ask you, Justin. Go ahead. Are you, can are you ready? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm a little so, nervous now. Yeah, well, you know, you, you've you've brought up a lot of uh, great conversation pieces over the past couple episodes um, discussing our Catholic faith, specifically because of your interaction with our Protestant brothers and sisters. So, my question to you, being that yesterday was the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, um, what, do you, <laughs> what do you have to say from a Catholic perspective about how um, you feel about the celebratory, celebratory mood that, that many Christians find themselves in? 
Well, you know, I thought we were we were just gonna sweep that under the rug, but considering that you you just brought it up, I I figured it's only right to. Amen. Ah, <laughs> oh, I was really looking forward to that answer because I didn't think he I had know. a real answer. It sounded like he was stalling for a second. Yeah, it's almost like he was wanted that amen to come in. And I look forward to bringing it up the next time. It's almost like you felt like it was going to get interrupted by the final amen. I know. I I was just waiting for it because I was looking at the clock. And, you know, I mean, you know us. We have to go by the clock. After 17 episodes, we should probably be uh, better prepared to to give this final question a a, a real answer. But next episode, definitely. We don't make the rules. We just play by it. Don't hate to play it. Until next episode. Don't hate to play it. Hate the game. (laughs) (laughs) Father Sean, any last words of wisdom? Uh, Don't do anything that I wouldn't do. (laughs) And God bless all of our listeners. You've been listening to the Untitled Catholic Podcast. See you next time. That was good. Let's do this again sometime.